not right now. Okay. Can you ask everyone in there to just be quiet because we're trying to have a meeting? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, please don't. <laughs> I think you should. You should go right out there and be like, Could Pipe Jen! Come on, yeah. guys. I know it's a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to put the volume on. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. It's okay, I'll cut this bit. Don't cut it. As soon as I can get it back to. Oh, you're right, this is pure gold. Bit sharp. Here we go. <sighs> Hi, everyone. So. Hello, loyal listeners. Listener. <laughs> No, I listen to them as well. So. Oh, actually, so do I. <laughs> Hello, self. Hello, future self. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it makes sense that you would address your future self because I think it was child Laura that picked today's film, it right? It was. It was indeed. She did not disappoint. <laughs> <laughs> the secret of Nim. The secret of Nim. Did it stand up, Laura? It did. For me, it really did. And, sur- and very surprising... Um, because actually it wasn't a great film. Um, however, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I I do kind of love it. Um, it turned out that from my memories I was confusing the book with the film, so I did not have great memories of the film, um, which I'll talk about later. However, still I thought it was a good film and I enjoyed it and I look forward to hearing if you agree or disagree. <laughs> Claire, you, uh, <laughs> you look like you've got stuff to what, say. Why do you ask me first? <laughs> um, I I think if I'd seen that film as a child and then rewatched it as a grown-up, I would have enjoyed the nostalgia of rewatching it. <laughs> that is a very polite way of saying you didn't enjoy it. <laughs> I, did, I did not enjoy it, no. Yeah. I, I thought that you wouldn't. Mm. Um from, ex- from past experience of showing you similar films. Yeah. Um, there was a bit. It is a bit crap, I'll admit that. But it had everything I wanted in an 80s fantasy animated yeah. film about mice. Plenty of sexism. So much sexism. Yeah. What did you think, Fernando? Yeah. Mmm. Mmm. But I did not understand what it was about. Hmm. There was a rat. And then... There were many rats. Hmm. And then there was also the crow. Yeah. Okay. I would have cut the crow. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can talk about that. What else? Hmm. I also thought that the drawings looked a little bit old now. Oh, yes. Now that we've all watched Cardcaptor Sakura, Clear Card Hen. I don't know what that means. I'm afraid I haven't. We'll see. Well, our listeners have. Of course. Um, so they would, so they, 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 they would. They would know. Just me or I know. They would know. The animation looks like ancient. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Did you like it? Yes. You can say no. My feelings well, are not being hurt. I did way. not dislike it. Okay. Which probably implies that I did like it. You can feel neutrally about a film. Is that the empty like? The, mm. Which counts like liking, I suppose. This is the oh. empty like. Mm-hmm. I'll take that. I think that's a mathematical reference. No, wait, I did like it. I feel like the degree of enjoyment, of my enjoyment of that movie was positive, certainly. Great. Yes. You, you liked the film. Yes. Cool. Michael. I don't know if I'm going to surprise anybody, but I loved it. Whoa. <laughs> and I'm going really? to take issue with all of you, um, because even you, Laura, said that it wasn't great. I, and I think it was great. I really liked it. Oh, I excellent. Think I should clarify that. I think there are, overall, I think it is a good film. There are crap elements about it that maybe could have been taken out, sort of taint the film and make it seem like it might be a little bit crap. 
Um, the animation style I absolutely love, so I will disagree with you about that. It is dated because it's a very Wait, 80s way we, of uh, we disagree? I did not say that it was bad. I, you you didn't say the animation style was bad, but you said the animation looked very old. Yes, I did say it looked ancient. Didn't say that was bad, though. Oh, you didn't. I Sorry, I just inferred negativity about that. Oh, it sounded like you thought that was a bad thing, like oh, it, it's no. degraded, it would be better. It's not a bad thing. I enjoy watching Cardcaptor Sakura, the first and second and third season. But when I rewatch them, I say, "Oh, this looks quite old." Mm. It's simply, I guess, a different, uh, different style of animating movies. Mm. Mm. Reminded me of The Hobbit in terms of animation. <laughs> the nineteen seventy-seven Rankin Bass version yeah. of The Hobbit. Yeah, that's the one. Mm. Looked more realistic than the the Ooh, Peter. Director Jackson, Jack, oh. Pe- Peter Jackson version. <laughs> oh, I see. I had no idea where you were going. Which looked all it. rubbish. Burn. <laughs> Didn't look real. Mm. Yeah, so I can see that. Um, I thought it was amazing, and I really, really loved it. So I didn't. I noticed very much the um, how old it looked, mm. and I thought. It might be an accident. I don't think they designed it to look low quality, but I thought that was brilliant. It it resulted in I have it written down here a soft focus and heavy grain. When you watched it, the when you when you watch animation, it can be so clear cut. This is the edge of this. This is the edge of that. Um, these line drawings, essentially with blocks of colour. Um, really tend to stand out like you're watching a, a slideshow in front of an oil painting um, and this is true with, with or, you know, Disney films and stuff and they, it's good, I kind of like it but this, it had all sort of do you know what I mean when you have the background which is a sort of nice soft painted thing mm. and then you have the foreground the characters mm-hmm. moving around interacting with objects that are very flat Yeah. and the way that this had all aged and the way that it had degraded in the film and the way that you could even see like when there was a still shot you could see the camera shaking a bit just where whatever 1980s like analog piece of technology they were using had been like shaking slightly maybe the cameraman was just nervous maybe the cameraman was just nervous <laughs> whatever it was it made the whole thing just gave it some extra level of atmosphere that I think would have been missing if it if they'd produced it perfectly, and I thought it was great. Yeah, I think there's a few reasons for that. Um, number one, I think it did have a much lower budget than obviously most Disney films. So if you don't know, Don Bluth used to animate for Disney, and then him and two oh. other animators jumped <gasps> left Disney. We've had enough of Disney. We're starting our own oh. company, so they started the Don Bluth Company, Savage, which is this really kind of much lower budget, much more, much darker mm. animated films. Plus, animated films in the late seventies, early eighties were generally very, very dark. Dealt with really dark themes and very oppressive, like Watership Down, um, This the Secret of Nim, Fievel, Plague Dogs, like that. the Plague Dogs, yeah, God, the, the Last Plague Unicorn, Dogs. yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I think that's... Oh, that was actually the same animator as Hobbit, wasn't it? Yes. The last, the last yeah. unicorn was, yeah. Um, so that worked for you, though? That, I, whereas many films, mm. I think it would have been... It would have really degraded things, mm. and I would have hated the fact that it was so mm. crackly and rubbish. I, I thought it was a positive thing in this mm. film because of the the this beautiful, dark, rich atmosphere... And the these these ooh, these warm colours and it was so moody. I loved it. Okay. Did you like the storyline? Yes, I loved the storyline. What was it about? Um, <laughs> <laughs> did you have trouble following the storyline? Yes. Was it was it... basically a little mouse that was yeah. ill. What do you think happened? Yeah. Could you give us a little hmm. summary? I think the story was the uh, a mouse was sick and his mother was trying to get some medicine, finally gets the medicine and then on the 
process of recovery from tragedy happens <laughs> and uh, they have to change houses yeah um, and they finally find and in the end they do not change houses <laughs> yeah That's, did we watch the same film <laughs> no, that, I mean that is all correct is um, it? I think so but yeah. you missed out a few to me quite important points oh um did you did you have trouble catching some of the dialogue? Because I I had trouble at least to start with I catching some remember. of the dialogue. No, I don't think I did. Okay, maybe I did. I don't think so. Or, or at least okay. I did not feel like I was having some trouble understanding what they were saying. Hmm. Okay, maybe just the way it was put together yeah. just didn't 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 allow you to catch the whole story. Hmm. So they had to move house because the farmer was going to plough the field. They I move house every that. year. Okay. Yes, that That's part the of the tragedy. Yeah, they always move to a summer house or a winter house. No, a summer house in the summer, obviously. But they couldn't this time. They couldn't move the ill mouse, so they had to. There was this drama of Does they the were house to... get destroyed every year. I think that's the idea. It would imply that yes. Hmm. That they have to go away because everything in that field is destroyed but then they can come back to it when it all grows up again. Did Jonathan... Was it Jonathan the name of the husband? Jonathan mm. someone... Brisby. We never meet. Brisby. Yeah. Did he die at least a year ago in the movie? I'm not sure. Oh. Because if that is the case, then the statement that they said that the house in which they were living was the house of Jonathan something mm. would be false because that, mm. that, that house would have been destroyed. Uh, which means that it was pointless to save that house anyway, because it would have been a new house. Was the idea that it was Jonathan's house, or just that it was Jonathan's I think the council, the council of Rats was discussing that one of the positive sides of saving the house was that that was the abode of Jonathan something. Mm. Oh, I felt that they were just doing his wife a favour, because it was they knew him well. But maybe you're recalling a, a bit of dialogue that I've yes. forgotten. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. But also, I got the impression that um, Jonathan had recently died. I thought so too. Mm. Um, I don't know recently. why. I don't know why either. I thought they were speaking like about Jonathan, like he had died some time ago. Hmm. Like she, it wasn't a recent loss to her. I think for me, it was because she'd never met a lot of the people before, and they were all surprised to learn that she was the wife of Jonathan Brisby. Hmm. I feel like she might have had need to go and speak to some of these people before then, if it had been a long time ago. Mm. And that's yeah. why, I, like, I felt like this was the f- her first time meeting a lot of these people. Yeah. Yeah, I think I got it because in the very beginning, Nicodemus, mm-hmm. when he is narrating the start, saying Jonathan Brisby died today. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. it doesn't seem like there's been a huge passage of time when we go to focus on her. Yeah. From Do you okay. remember that? So we start with Nicodemus yeah. and he's narrating, Jonathan Brisby died today. Um, and then we immediately shift to Mrs. Brisby and the story starts. So I think that's where yeah. I get that from. But it's, it's unsure about how much time has passed. Yeah, um, I think what got me was she, she didn't seem to be grieving. She didn't seem to be upset about... Mm-hmm. But she, she, it was clear to her that Jonathan had died, and that's all there was to it. Yeah. But it, it seemed like some time later. Things are different from me, so. Well, maybe. Don't know how long you could Maybe she was quite stoic. Mm-hmm. About maybe. She had too much inner peace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe she was Buddhist. Maybe. Or maybe she was an ex- uh, a devout Christian, and she knows that mm-hmm. Jonathan is in heaven waiting for her. Mm. She seemed to uh, find an, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so she bloody moved on from Jonathan well, I'm glad you picked up what I meant quickly. there, yeah. Um, again, that seemed like, mm. oh, I haven't been with anyone since Jonathan all that time ago. It seemed, seemed like she was ready to, to move on with her life. And then she met the sexy rat. Yeah. Who may I ask? Oh, yes, yes, she can be trusted. This is no stranger. My dear, may I present Justin, the captain of the guard. Justin, Mrs. Brisby. Ah, this is Jonathan Brisby. Yes, the same. It is an honor and a privilege, my lady. If we could dispense with the formalities. 
How beautiful. Ma'am? Uh, the lights. They're quite lovely. Yes, they are. We've had electricity for four years. Right, so... How does that work? The interspecies relationship? Hmm. Nice well, rats and mice. They're not worlds apart, really. I know, but also, they didn't actually. Nothing happened between I mean, the them. The crow was hitting on her. Do you think? Yeah, oh, yeah. big time. Oh no, I didn't. Uh, get maybe that. not big time, but yeah. yeah, a couple of couple of times. I mm. thought that was, and I thought she had a little thing for him once or twice. Oh, I, I thought there was. I, I have written down sexual tension <laughs> question mark. Mrs. Brisby with the crow. Mrs. Brisby with Justin. Mm. Interesting. To go home now. Uh, where's home? In the garden patch, by the stone. Well, do you like me? Of course I like you. Bye now. No, I mean, I, I mean, um, I mean, you don't think I'm clumsy or anything? What? No, sorry. Excuse me. Pardon me. Ah, uh, well, if you're going to feather a nest. You've got a lot to learn about how to treat a lady. Right. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. None of the girls I meet want to get serious. I doubt they'd survive. Huh? Maybe it's my approach. Say, you were a girl once. You could teach me how to, uh, you know, how to... Behave yourself? I'm not that bad. I just need a few pointers to polish my style. <laughs> Jeremy. I have got to go home. Well, uh, let me let me fly you home. We can talk on the way. Oh, no, thank you. I'm afraid of heights. Okay, then we'll walk. <laughs> Bye now. Yeah, I definitely, sure. I definitely felt like he was like creeping on her. Yeah. He was doing a lot of like following her around and stuff. And then, like, I felt like he was just had a childlike naivety and innocence, and he was just attached to her immediately because she had paid him slight attention mm. I didn't feel that it was but maybe I should rewatch it and see um, yeah, I just a few things he said mm. when he was like talking about finding a partner mm. Mm. And he sort of implied that she might want to be that partner stuff like that I think as I'm thinking about it I'm coming round to the film a bit more mm. <laughs> just So when, it, when I saw what it was about on the little Netflix description, I got really excited because I thought it was going to be along the lines of the Burns poem to a mouse. But, yeah. And it kind of was, yeah. in essence. It was um, a little mouse having its house destroyed. Um, but with so much more going on behind it. Yeah. In fairness, that was only eight verses. Yeah, exactly doesn't take an hour and a half um, anyway sorry but I do think it it was interesting the the story of the rats like once that sort of unfolded I think I just I found the bulk of it kind of boring but the kind of the start with the premise and then mm. a little bit at the end with the, the Nim revelation I found mm. that interesting I think that's so it did have some merit. That's nice. I, um, so I had the book read to me in primary school, our teacher read it out, and that's also the last time I saw the film was um, in primary school. And the book focuses a lot more on the animal testing. Yeah, I think so I misremembered the film as being a lot more about animal testing. Mm. Um, which sounds bad, which is why the reason I recommended it, because I like really dark, depressing films about animal testing. Um, so it was a shame I thought that they, they did that in about two minutes of yeah. the recap of what happened whereas the book goes into a lot more detail about the experiments and what they're put through I also had some beef with their description of that because they said like doing tests like on a whim or something like that they described it as if it was this flippant thing that scientists were doing did they? yeah there's some throwaway lines where they're like oh and they, these scientists just do whatever do these oh, tests for fun they do it for to satisfy some scientific curiosity was the language. Yeah. Mm. And I suppose to a rat, you might think that. Yeah. <laughs> if you're the rat and you don't understand why yeah, the experiments the... are being especially those experiments in the film, which is to see if they could increase the rat's intelligence. Yeah. 
Um, then they make the rats smarter. <laughs> so the rats should be grateful. <laughs> I can okay, see I that, that the rats would resent it, right? If, mm. if we see that not as the narrator telling us it was the scientists behaving irresponsibly, but the rats who were involved um, and who had to, to suffer as part of that. Mm. I think a lot of animal testing as well is done out of for no real benefit to medicine, even. A lot of psychological insufficient tests. Insufficient scientific yeah. yeah, some of yeah. that is false. Yeah. Uh, not saying that it's not, but it's not, you know, for a reason. We don't need to test foundation on rats and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I was disappointed with that aspect of the film. Mm. Um, I think it would have been interesting to explore yeah, go more into the. Okay. But then maybe that would have distracted from the plot because they did have a plot to get on with. Yeah. And what a plot. <laughs> I, brilliant. C- can I explain to you all why this was an amazing film? Yes, please. Yes. Right. So, from, <laughs> so, rich You don't atmosphere. need to stand up. So I've already talked about the, the visual stuff and the, <laughs> the warmth and the, the mystery of it. But the way the story was told was absolutely genius, I mm. thought. They drip fed it to us. They didn't say. So, someone, one of you said something about the start where we get the premise, mm. but the start we really just get a hint. Yeah. And maybe the first half of the film, it certainly seemed like a lot of the film, was this mouse in a field going doing this this mouse stuff, and with just these occasional tiny hints of this huge world, so much more that's going on. It could easily. Apart from these few little hints, it could have been a story about this mouse just getting into adventures in this field. <laughs> but then, yeah, we were constantly get, getting these occasional little... There's, there's something else that you don't know here. And the way that no one explains who Jonathan is or what happened to him until... Certainly you don't find out what happened to him until essentially the end of the film. Mm. And right from the start, just occasionally, Mrs. Brisby will say, oh, I haven't seen that since Jonathan was here. Mm. And they'll talk about Jonathan as this... And I was so excited to... I was hoping we would meet Jonathan, then we don't. But um, this little... Yeah, we don't know who he is or what happened to him. Um, For some reason, there's this, this rat that's watching Mrs. Brisby, but we don't know why. There's just so many hints to to what's going on. Um, this, um, so who's heard of the the hero's journey as I a think, story? Yeah, archetype? I think they have. So Is it like the, Lord of the Rings or Moana? Yeah. <laughs> so could you could you summarise what what is the, the, the hero's I'm journey not is? Sure, no, summarise it for the class, please, Laura. <laughs> <laughs> could could someone else do it a bit better? You were all very confident. Basically, the hero is identified. Face these trials, you think they're going to fail? It goes from weakness to strength. Yeah, a hero starts off very humble, mm-hmm. and yeah, is, is called to something bigger than them, and realizes that they're part of a much wider world, and they grow, and and then they return to their former life, changed, having glimpsed something else. And I thought this was a perfect version of that. And I thought that the way that we get glimpses into this bigger world at the same time that Mrs. Yeah. Brisby does, um, and the way her character, I, I thought she was adorable as well. I did like Mrs. Brisby. Yeah, Mrs. Brisby is cute. And the way she Mrs. developed Jonathan as well, because she was, she was cute to start with. Mm. And it was sweet how she was, all she cared about was her children and looking after them. And she was motivated by good things, but she was shy and she was nervous. And then just as it went on, she she became more confident mm. and, until she was daring enough to do these things like um, like poisoning the cat yeah. and all of that. Um, and when she looks like she's about to volunteer and then decides not to and runs away and then actually runs back and volunteers <laughs> to do it, that was perfect. We shall wait here until dark. Uh, about dragon, maybe? Oh, nothing. Goodbye.
volunteer for Dragon. Oh, no, Mrs. Brisby. Nicodemus, this is no job for her. Please. As you wish. All right. I'll meet you at the west side of the farmhouse at dusk. Oh, thank you. Oh, I must be crazy. Goodbye. I must be crazy. Um, and she was wonderful. There was so much attention to detail. Um, you see, like, her cloak getting more torn mm. as the film goes on through. No. It's torn at the start. It is quite torn at the start. Oh, I shit. think it might well, be. Maybe not that bad. <laughs> I had the feeling it was getting more torn as it, it went was definitely through. quite torn at the start. I remember noticing okay. how torn it was at the start. Oh, maybe not that then. Still, it was really good. <laughs> um, Sorry, yeah, that <laughs> minor point yeah. doesn't doesn't negate your major point. <laughs> these these are uh, I've got great fantasy written in big capital letters at the bottom, um, and yeah, I just I loved it. I think that's. That's my summary of why I liked it. Which is excellent. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. If you don't have to applaud. Shut down now. Should we talk about the magic? Mm. How did you feel about the magic? Because I was annoyed by the magic, but then suddenly I realised, actually, I love the way this is animated, so that saved it for me. But I think it's, again, with the problem with remembering the book is there's no magic in the book. It's just that they get super intelligence and they use that to... To work the situation, and um, mm. so this, while I thought that it, it was a great fantasy film, and I did enjoy the stuff with the amulet and the fact that Nicodemus is a wizard mouse rat, and there's a also a wizard owl. Yeah. <laughs> very odd, but very good fantasy. But um, came from it wasn't explained. I'm yeah. not sure it needed explaining though. So what do you think? I thought it confused the narrative. Because it felt, I think, that I'm not a huge fan of fantasy and that probably makes sense for why I didn't enjoy most of the film. Right. <laughs> and then when it got to the end and it was about this is a scientific thing that's happened and that's interesting mm. and that's why these things are happening. Mm. I think I got behind that but also... Like, is it the magic or is it the science and why do they not just use magic to fix everything? I always have that issue with any mm. time there's magic. Okay. She was a magic. So. I suppose it's because Nicodemus, he only had the magic amulet. Mm. And the, the thing that allowed him to see things. Yeah. It's not like they could have used the magic to build a civilization because he didn't really... That's not how the amulet was. They weren't all powerful, were yeah, they? No. They they could do certain things with their magic, mm. but um, I kind of thought it was brilliant how the I thought it was all brilliant. <laughs> I I loved how the the magic was almost interchangeable with electricity. No, they sort of revealed mm. these rats have access to electricity and they're able to use electricity, mm. and that was sort of revealed to us at, at the same stroke as they, they're using magic. To Mrs. Brisby she probably, and indeed to any mouse, electricity and magic would be the same thing, mm. wouldn't they? And so maybe that sort of worked for me. Um, and it, yeah, maybe it was a it felt like well they've got access to electricity and this is just one more thing, mm. like one more uh almost like expressing it further for the screen um, I don't know maybe it was silly that I had magic maybe it was not magic maybe it was all just electricity maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was just CCTV basically smartphones right <laughs> yeah. yeah it would have been an entirely different film obviously without magic um and I think the reason I loved it as a child probably was the fantasy element. So mm. I don't want to be too harsh on it. Or think about it too much in a way that makes it sense. So one of your favourite uh, childhood m- movies? Sorry? Is it, was that one of your favourite movies when you were I don't child? know. I don't really... I think I only saw it once. Um, in my primary school class. So no, I don't think I would have called it one of my favourites. But it certainly stuck with me. Hmm. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Because it is quite, it's quite dark for a child, I think, even. 
Mm-hmm. I think it's just the kind of darkness that children love. Yeah, though. yeah. I I would have loved that when I was a kid. I'm sure. Yeah, kids love it. It's scary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So another, oh, if yes, I may, another thing about how the the story uh, sort of ramped up. It was it went through these levels of different things where one step is her just climbing down a well and then by the end she's using magic to like smash tractors and stuff um, it was interesting how she it opened with her going to visit the professor this other mouse and then after a little while she went to visit the owl who in so many ways was the same but more extreme it was a, a bigger version and I thought those two scenes were very comparable that she was chasing after this sort of greater being that didn't couldn't really be bothered with her and trying to convince them to help mm. but it was a much bigger being with that was thinking on a totally different level um, I thought I liked the the contrast between those two just yeah I thought those were comparable scenes yeah I think that's really interesting Great Jupiter woman, what do you want? Mr. Ages, I know you don't like visitors, but this is an emergency. Please. Mad- <laughs> Madam, that is an emergency. Oh, Mr. Ages, my son Timothy is so sick. Timmy? The one with the spider bite? Uh, well, just give him some hip sisawel. No! No, he's sick with a fever. Uh, well, I suppose I could fix up something. Oh, thank you. Uh, follow me, but don't touch anything. Understand? Why have you come? Please, for- forgive me for disturbing you, but my son's life is in great danger. has come early this year. Move your family. Yes, I would move, but Timothy has pneumonia. He can't even get out of bed. You must move to a place where it'll be safe from the plow. Please, there must be another way. There is no other way. I must bid you good evening, Mrs... Mrs. Brisby. Brisby? Mrs. Jonathan Brisby? Why, yes. He was my husband. But how do you know about him? That is not important. I will say this. voiced the owl turned up pretty intoxicated and refused to do any retakes and they had to just go with what he did first of all but luckily it was good it was like (laughs) they were very happy with it was that Derek Jacobi I don't know actually okay because Derek Jacobi was in it right Um, uh, he's famous but I can't remember for what just a famous actor yeah he's sort of one of the great stage actors right you've got Derek Jacobi reads Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Derek Jacobi was Nicodemus. Okay. Not the owl, oh, I can see that. Played by John Carradine. Ah. Okay. No, <laughs> no I don't know who that is either. Um, could you tell me which character was Will Wheaton? I think Will Wheaton was Martin, the yeah, rebellious one. Yeah. You know, the son that she had who was. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Not afraid of anything. Fuck that kid. <laughs> oh, I love that kid. <laughs> Auntie Shrew. Auntie Shrew. Okay. <laughs> Auntie Shrew. <Auntie>. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was the same thing, wasn't it? It was awful auntie interfering. She's not even good looking. Get out of here, auntie G. Yeah, of course she's a shrew. Shrew. Shrew, yeah. Literally. She was, she was dreadful, but God, she really came through with that plan, didn't she? Yeah, she was good. Yeah, um, yeah I like that she, the she was... Wait, with what? With the plow. Remember she disabled the plow? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, fairly early on. Mm-hmm. I love that because she was strictly telling, I guess, her sister mm-hmm. not to not to go anywhere near the plow. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. But then when she did, she did actually yeah. come through. She, Yeah, she did what she needed to mm-hmm. do. Yeah, she's good. Um, Looked after the kids while... Mrs. Brisby with that. Yeah. Got a pretty raw deal in the end because got knocked unconscious and we don't see her regain consciousness. Well, yeah. <laughs> I guess she died. They <laughs> <laughs> drowned in all that mud that flooded their home in the end. Anyway. Can I bring up the one character I really didn't like? There was oh, one character that this film could really have done without. Yeah, I was 100% would have done Jeremy. It was the crow. Jeremy. Fuck the crow. <laughs> yeah, the, just what a nuisance. Just added nothing to the yeah. film. Just could have totally been taken out with no loss to the plot or the yeah. or anything. Would have been much tighter without him. He was annoying. Um, I think the idea was that he would be the comic relief. Yeah. But he was just annoying. And it's agree. because I think it's because okay. so Don Bluth casts Don DeLuise in every film that he does. John DeLuise always played the crow. Um, and apparently the crow was supposed to have a much, much smaller part, but Don DeLuise <laughs> kept improvising and oh, doing lots God. more lines and then they decided to write the crow with a much bigger character um, to fit around having Don DeLuise. Yeah. Which was a terrible decision, I think. Just did, did anyone want to say anything in the, on the crow's behalf? <laughs> he was funny. You thought he was funny? Yeah, that's, that's fine. You're I, right. I found him funny in his first scene when the cat was coming towards him, and he was getting steadily more <laughs> panicked, but trying to hide his panic. That was quite funny. Yeah, that's all right. Hey, there's a cat out there. Quiet. Does he see you? No. <laughs> yes. Stand perfectly still. Everything's fine. He's headed right for us. Don't panic. Fast or slow. Medium. Make that fast. Very fast. I have to go now. Excuse me. (laughs) And then after that, it was very much like, gone. Oh, God, another crow scene. (laughs) (laughs) He could fly. He could fly. He could fly. Uh, Some used to the plot with his flying. Not much. Yeah, that at least came up a bit, but uh, didn't need it. And... He rescued the medicine. He did rescue the medicine. Mm. Not that he knew. So by accident. No. Could could have written a much better character that I didn't hate so much. Yeah, if he hadn't been all tangled in the threads, then Mm. the medicine wouldn't have gone missing. Yeah, they wouldn't have needed to save the medicine (laughs) if not for him. Sweet. And Diana Jones all over again. Mm. What's that? I don't know which film it is. One mm. of the Indiana Jones films, where he goes through the whole plot, and then it would be the exact same outcome if he hadn't bothered. But I don't know them oh. well enough to know which I one. I think is. that might be Raiders of the Lost Ark and the Last Crusade. <laughs> it was written in the diary all along. Oh no, yeah, like the the Nazis eventually get the artifact, mm. so it was all for nothing. But then the artifact just destroys them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, fuck the crow. Um, and this is just for Laura, but do you know which other animated film character the crow reminded me of? Like, down to the last detail, is the exact same. Oh. George R. Binks. <laughs> not far off. <laughs> no, I'm not sure who you mean. In Balto, the fucking Russian yes! polar bear. Yes, yeah. just... The goose. Turns... Oh, it was a goose, wasn't it? Not there were a goose bear. and two polar bears. Who were all no, unnecessary to the plot. Yeah, the it was the goose was the really annoying one. Oh, great, the goose has turned up again <laughs> and it's making more outrageous stuff and it's outrageous accent. <laughs> Appalling. Yep. Appalling. <laughs> Appalling. I guess the problem with these films are 
these are aimed at children as they want. Kids would like characters like that, probably. Yeah, but to lighten the mood. Robin. Yeah, kids are wrong. We shouldn't make animated films for kids. Yeah. Said this you, all along. <laughs> if you gave kids what they wanted in films, it would just be like Trolls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it would be these. <laughs> It would be like these YouTube videos that just have like Spider-Man just sitting in a chair waving and singing <laughs> songs from Frozen for two minutes on a loop. Yeah, kids um, are idiots. Kids, kids don't know what they want. <laughs> mm. <Yeah>. In <laughs> fact, I should go so far as to say that good kids films shouldn't be shown to kids because they'll just ruin them. <laughs> yeah, they don't know what they're doing. No. I loved Dragon. Mm. The cat. Scary cat. God, I love that cat. So lovely. Well, so well animated, so cute. Cute? He was a cute cat. Cute fat cat. Well, his eyes were different colors. So his eyes were evil. Well, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> like the Goblin King in, in <laughs> Labyrinth. <laughs> yeah. But the cat didn't do anything that wasn't natural for a cat. Also, the cat really didn't do anything at all. It was just this presence that they were all terrified of mm-hmm. but was slept most of the time was easily trying drugged. to kill them did he like yeah. apart from that one time in the store that was the main one yeah yeah but they were drugging them so. <laughs> yeah i feel like once that's happened once you don't take any chances <laughs> right god why should we pick the night that people do people have parties and do and in where we are <laughs> friday night Apparently. Well, no one for turning it down. It's 8 o'clock in the evening. Jesus. Thank God, some people are trying to sleep or <laughs> record a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You've poor enough sound quality as it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> are we going to have to pay royalties to all these songs? <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they want to say about the secret of Nim? I think I do. So. <laughs> let's see, let's see. Um, is it time actually? Symbolism, 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 symbolism. Oh, I really wanted that. Yes. There was a lot of. I'm sure there were allegories. Oh my god, the popping candy's going on. Allegories. Allegories. I thought your teeth were hurting. I thought that's why you kept holding your mouth. No, the popping candies, like. So my feeling. <laughs> um, so there are a few times where people said odd statements, apart from the fact that they've got that we should talk about the rats, mm-hmm. um, and the fact that they were there was a division in the rats. One of them wanted to keep, continue to steal from the humans, even wage war on the humans. Where they're like, we can defeat them, we can take whatever we want. There's that attitude of we are entitled to mm-hmm. to things um, that is probably very representative of something colonialism let's say or yeah. or white male kind of general entitlement to, mm-hmm. to dominate things and to take things that aren't yeah. theirs um, and the other side of the rats that wants to move to Thorn Valley to, to nature to start again hmm. maybe there's something in that and the fact that the, the owl called Nicodemus a, or Jonathan was it Nicodemus? a dear comrade Mm. And there's just like these little weird sentences throughout that made me think there were more, there's more going on in this film that you might first read into. Mm. Even Auntie Shrew um, said some very odd things for mm. Shrew. She said, um, she was talking to the crow when she had him tied up and she was like, you think the world owes you a living, you black buzzard. And, um, black buzzard, yeah. You're a delinquent and things like that. And, um... Yeah, I think one of the rats at one point was like, let the lower creatures fend for themselves. And there's just some very odd mm. kind of... I don't know what, I should think about it a bit more. But... So I, I felt like the the rat's intelligence, um, with it, it brought pride. Mm. Mm. And I think that's something that humans are very guilty of, mm-hmm. it's pride. Mm-hmm. And that's why they, they wanted to not steal anymore and to move away from okay. that. Mm-hmm. Because, because they they have this knowledge that it's wrong and that they can fend for themselves. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and I think that we we have that instinct as humans. And I feel like that 
I'm just thinking of this on the spot, so. Okay. Um, and maybe the evil ones were just the lazy entitled humans that don't really have that pride, but they just want everything. Hmm. Um, I didn't really finish off that thought. I was hoping as I kept talking, <laughs> it would like complete itself. But yeah, it I had that. Yeah, I was hoping something good would come out. Mm-hmm. I haven't thought about this enough, really. Right, I'll have a go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So I thought, um, yeah, I think there was something about about pride there, mm. um, and I thought it was not entirely a good thing that they were that there was a faction of rats that wanted to move away from stealing the electricity. Because I didn't see that as the sort of um, imperialist stealing from uh, stealing from somewhere you don't deserve it from. I thought of it as they they realised that they are these sort of miserable under creatures who are just just you know pulling this one tiny bit of electricity from uh, a vastly superior species. Mm-hmm. And they were, and it was their pride mm. that made them want to break away from that, um, possibly to their own detriment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's not entirely a, a thing to be admired. Uh, so you were on the side of the baddie then? <laughs> not entirely either. I thought there, there was something to be said for both sides. Yeah, I can see why they would want to to move away from the humans maybe for their own good mm-hmm. um, but I could see why they would say look we've we've built so much here we should we should keep it going and just because as it turns out the one person in charge of that whole movement was a real bad egg um, it was interesting that they would have this this discussion mm-hmm. um, mainly I just found it striking that the first time we see these rats they're engaged in this uh, sort of parliamentary debate mm. um, I thought that was a great way to, mm. to expose us to the idea that they're they're like people more um, civilised than humans yeah, exactly <laughs> yeah, they, a functioning democracy <laughs> <laughs> um, that they again just this feeling of this, this great world Nicodemus would have us destroy this colony only to lead us to starvation in some wilderness. <laughs> Good old Jenner. Wait, listen. Moving to Thorn Valley is a good plan. Fine. We have everything we need right here. You mean we steal everything we need? Oh, you suspicious old goat. If we stay here, humans are bound to discover us. Then destroy us on the spot. Oh, I agree. He's right. We'll be killed. Not if we got them first. He means war. We'd be outnumbered. There are too many of them. Hear me. The Thorn Valley plan is the aspiration of idiots and dreamers. We... (laughs) We were just talking about you. That's refreshing, Jenner. Usually you're screaming about us. I disagree with you, I think. (gasps) Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure that... um, it was because they saw themselves as as, the, as it belittled them to steal the electricity. I felt that um, it was a moral question of stealing. Just from the way okay. Justin said, it's wrong to take electricity from the farmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like That's I'm true. vaguely recor- recalling from the book that they develop their own sort of ethics um, as the intelligence kind of grows in the lab and out with into the rosebush sort of world. Mm-hmm. They begin to like have moral questions that involve a very much um, very much against stealing, against murder, against things like that. They, they just grow into a, a kind of ending. Um, so that's why they wanted to be self-sufficient. They wanted to and not be dependent as well. So I think actually no, there is merit in what you're saying. That they, they did want to be completely independent from humans and from the farmer. But that was not based on pride so much know. as based on uh, ethics. No, I think pride did play into it as well. But okay. it was a diff- it was They've got a complex pride. emotions, these they, they do, they have very complex emotions. It's a very complicated film. Um, yeah, it was a yeah, pride and based on a flawed sense of morality. Yeah. Um, and I a developing think, sense of morality. A developing sense of morality. Mm. Yeah. Just um, figuring it out. 
I think in the book as well, it makes it much more explicit that they are, they know that Nim is looking for them. Mm. And they pick up on the fact that Nim is close to tracking them down. So they lay this plan to destroy everything in the rose bush, leave a few rats behind who will pretend that they are not intelligent. So they'll, they even like coordinate the way they're going to like scurry towards the traps even and before they turn and things like that. Wow. And there's just huge detail about how they're going to escape. See, that's amazing. That should have been in the film. I think so. Cut the crow. More of that. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just cut the shit and yeah. keep that. That sounds great. I thought it was good that they didn't go too much into what they what happened to them in mm. Nim. Okay. And that's I think that's different from uh, both of your feelings. Yeah. Because I thought it was great that the film focused on their lives now and their civilization mm. now and we needed yeah. to know where that came from and that was brilliant. But I think it would be quite different and somehow not as interesting yeah. to know just like oh and there was some science and then they got really intelligent I wanted to know about their society and the way that they felt and thought rather than um, about the the genesis of that um, so I thought they did I thought it was a good decision to have just this summary. I can see that I think it did work for the film um, I think it's, it's just so much chaff it's not like it was just a study of their civilization. Oh, I think it was all tied into Mrs. Brisby. Yeah. So, like, we got to see all this because Mrs. Brisby was experiencing it. So that is, I, I felt like that worked for the plot. Like, um, like hard discovering it. Yeah, she did us. discover it. Um, yeah, and the way we see it kind of from her eyes, the way it's all... Yeah. And what a beautiful, like, world the rats live in. Just mm. the way everything was animated, I felt. Was under the rose bush. Under the rose bush when she goes okay. in for the first time and passes the dark. Part. Yeah, all the electricity, you just see it as like... It's cool. Really magical. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, I guess the last thing that I wanted to talk about was the sexism. Yes. Because there was some sexism in the film. There was quite a lot. Yeah. Did we ever was find out Mrs. Sexism? Brisby's name? Nope. No. <laughs> she oh, doesn't yeah. get her name's Mrs. Jonathan Brisby, yeah, and that's yeah. all we need to know. <laughs> yes, no, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you, you would find out at some point what her first name was unless they'd made a really deliberate decision to, to mm. not tell you it. And that's that's an interesting thing. Um, I, I just think it's, it was, it's old. She didn't need a first name. She had an identity. She was married to a man. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, but that, surely they didn't... The people who wrote the book or, or made the film didn't didn't just not even think about giving her a first name right I, I think they may have done okay just figured we'll have the main character just be Mrs Brisby yeah. um, so there's this rat called Jonathan Brisby and then we tell the story from his wife's point of view okay does that sound right to you um that doesn't sound right to me I think it was an error for them not to give her own name because I think they did construct a lot of her identity around the fact that she was, and they talked about Jonathan a lot. Hmm. Um, yeah. yeah. And it's, yeah, it's not. We we don't do this whole calling somebody misses their husband's yeah. name anymore for very good reason because it's it's so like yes you that that's who you are now <laughs> you're just someone's <laughs> wife. But at the same time, I th so that that was that was clearly old-fashioned. Mm -hmm. But I thought, in the context of this, it worked so well because again, mm. it gave you this sense that she was just this this humble little mouse who had yeah. who was just a nice little mouse just living her life, who didn't realise that she was part of something so much bigger. And the only reason that any of the other yeah that her her link to this whole world mm. was Jonathan. Um, and for us not to even have seen Jonathan the whole yeah. way through, it wasn't a film about a male mouse. It could have been a film about a male mouse, but they didn't make it about Jonathan. They made it about Mrs. Brisby. Um, and I thought it was a... I quite liked it. I found it quite an interesting decision that you never find out the name of the, <laughs> the main character. Um, and I thought that, that emphasised how, how humble she was and how she was attached to this this great... Being. 
Yeah, I'd agree with that actually. Okay. Um, it does have some a lot of merit with um, her character specifically, and the fact that it focuses so much on her um, and not the male characters, mm. and just her learning to become. She, if she, she actually isn't a mouse, and she is actually a human. But because she cannot remember her name, she cannot transform into back into a human. Just like in Spirited Away. Oh my god. That would be a lovely story. Well. <laughs> I think you should write a sequel. <laughs> you should write some fan fiction. <laughs> Sorry, I mean some more fan fiction. Some more fan fiction. <laughs> um, but were there other instances of sexism? I think I wrote some down, but now I can't remember them. I specifically remember writing No Means No, Jeremy. Yeah. At one point. Jeremy. Jer- yeah, Jeremy was needed to learn mm-hmm. some good things. Jeremy? The crow. Oh, when he just hell. wouldn't leave her alone, she said goodbye five times to him or something. Just being like, goodbye now, I have to go home now. Yeah, he wouldn't take her. the hint at all, would he? And I agree that uh, might be an immaturity or a stupidity thing. Mm. But, I don't yeah. know. There's no excuse for it. <laughs> crows will not be crows. <laughs> was that a sexism thing? In that context, I feel like you could read that into it. The, the male crow continues to, to harass. To her, yeah. yeah. But just to sort Pester. of hang out with her, right? Yeah, I don't. I didn't read okay. anything. Sexual, well, I that was after I'd already thought he was concerned that she would maybe be his partner. Mm. So maybe I did read into it some sort of sexual harassment. Mm. Yeah. And I definitely thought there was something a bit kind of sexual going on. Not sexual. <laughs> some, something, there was romantic some kind of romantic interest, yeah. possibly both ways. Um, but I... But only, but she's, she was saying, oh, do you remember watching uh, An American in Paris? And your oh, mum was like, oh, it's so lovely how he keeps <laughs> pestering her. And he's trying so hard <laughs> to make her fall in love. Have you guys I, seen I An American like in Paris? No. No, but we heard about this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, if you ever see it, that's, that's a particularly bad scene. <laughs> Just aged terribly. Like this film. <laughs> and yeah. the sexism in this film. Mm. Okay. I think the other thing was that all the rats that we saw were male. Mm-hmm. All the Which intelligent ones. Yeah. But maybe, the, yeah, all the, <laughs> all the intelligent were, characters were males. Wayne. Yeah, so but all and the bad characters. characters. also can turn that around to something I like because you've got this one timid, tiny little mouse, mm. female mouse, just up against this male world, these rats and mice that just keep disregarding her again yeah. and again, and she just persists and persists and persists, and finally saves the day and saves yeah. her children, and it's just lovely. Who is that? You know the rules. There are no visitors allowed here. May I present Mrs. Jonathan Brisby? Jonathan Brisby is dead. She's not one of us. What's the meaning of this? Send her away. Let's get back to business. Wait, wait. She has been to see the great owl. He has told her that we could move the Brisby home to safety. Her home was Jonathan's home. We have urgent problems of our own. Let the lower creatures fend for themselves. Order. Yeah, surely it made that other world so much harder to have them all be blokes. Um, All males shouting at each other and dismissing her. If there'd been a couple of women as well, oh, they could have made it work, but... um, Oh, yeah, I don't think it would have been well. They were allowed to shout and fight you as well, though. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But they're... Women are nicer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I think it was significant, though, that the the bad rat was so masculine and Mm. so horrible and so Mm. evil, and he he specifically kept shouting her down, and in the end even tried to kill her. Mm. Mm. Uh, You're in great danger. Nim is coming. Come, come, let's return to the rose bush. Nim is coming. Nim? In the morning. Nim? Yes. You will all die unless you leave the farm tonight. Lies. Please, you must believe me. What if it's true? We'll all be killed. Don't panic. Don't listen. She's hysterical. Get out now. You get out. I've had enough. Jim. Justin. Justin. 
He's not in the book either. You just hear there's not him. a body. Oh, right. There's not a body in the book. He, oh, right. Well, you hear that there's a rat who has taken a faction away to try and start oh. something separate from the other rats of him. But they all get electrocuted by the minion who catch them. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's a dark book. Mm. Dark film. Yeah. I think I might, I might read the book. Sounds like all the bits I liked in the film, <laughs> there was more of in the book. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. As far as I remember, anyway. I can um, imagine them as like real life mice and rats. So my question was related to his, like, his treatment. Whether so, it wasn't a genetic change, was it? Were the kids going to be like age incredibly slowly? Because surely. Mrs. Brisby deserved to know that our children were going to have this gene passed on. Mm. I had some thoughts almost about that. Which was, yeah, how, how is this intelligence passed on? Mm-hmm. We were led to believe there were, what was it, t- 20 rats and 11 mice yeah. who were given the, this incredible power. But it seemed like that. She, uh, Jonathan, was able to teach Mrs. Brisby and one of their children, at least, to read. Yeah. yeah. It seems to me that all, all the, all the bloody hell. Um, <laughs> could you turn it up a bit, please? Um, yeah, it seemed like all these drugs did was. <laughs> Sounded like they did. Fuck. All the, all these drugs did was give these initial bunch the ability to do certain yeah. things and that they could teach others yeah I think um, that is that's, that's that how, so I choose now to interpret it yeah it seems like that wasn't a, yeah. a genetic thing at all yeah, yeah. Um, so, it, so what do they maybe by intelligence they don't mean like made their brain work better but just made them realise how to use it yeah. and they can pass that on yeah something like taking a person from 50,000 years ago Mm. and putting them in school and taking them to university and teaching them loads and loads of stuff they'd they'd be just as capable as us Mm -hmm. they just didn't have that knowledge Um, but maybe that was just an inconsistency Um, I'm saying it was something that was unexplained because I'm totally in love with this film, and so I'm making excuses for it. Maybe it I was feel just, like it um, would have been weird for them to explain that when it, like, well, there's no need to explain that, is there? Mm. To deal with whether it's passed on or not. There's no relevance. No, on, there's no bearing because it's a children's film. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just how would it have come up? It wouldn't have come up naturally. Well, I. Well, thought... I guess Mrs. Brisby could have asked about her children when she found out about all of this. Yeah. But with, like, there was a but lot she going doesn't on. Understand genetics. Mm. So. Hmm. So maybe yeah, maybe she didn't know to ask that. Maybe that maybe that's not something mice talk about because they don't understand <laughs> passing on genetic traits. Also true. Yeah. yeah. Let's go with that. So actually he didn't know he needed to tell his wife that. So it's actually fine. Yeah. You think that's something that mice do talk about, Fernanda? I think it would be common sense to talk about <laughs> with your wife. Yeah. Maybe. It's <sighs> <Yeah>. great. <laughs> it was it was definitely an interesting film. Great. Bad. Um, I think there was a lot to it. But I just I found a lot of the story not very entertaining. Yeah. But I I think it was worth watching. I was really happy with that. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> Shame I thought we had a guest. There. That's the appropriate response to seeing something happening. Here. Yeah. Okay then. <laughs> you, you get a, you get the fuck out of here, man. <laughs> you should bash him with your umbrella. <laughs> I imagine there's the guy wants with the second Dune book. <laughs> Who the fuck are you guys? You're just living here. Librarian here. Like. 
<laughs> no, do you think the librarian... Oh, What's it, John Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> Is the librarian here? <laughs> I think it was English. Yeah. Anyway, let's stop doing impressions of that poor man who just tried to use the library that we are occupying. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think this is a library? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I think um, I've said everything I wanted to. Me too. I'd like to get away from this awful music. So. Yeah. I have no evidence that I've said everything because I left my notes at home. But oh. I think I've said lots of things that I thought. So. Cool. Some of I've them I didn't even think yeah. while I was watching the film. It was just during the chat mm. I thought of them. I'm going to mull it over more. Indeed. Mm. Yeah, I definitely had like a Christmas wine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely thought a lot more about it now that we talked about it. I hadn't realised how much I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. I'm very glad. That was the worst closing sound ever. <laughs>